Hello, everybody. This is Bill from the Sit Rep Podcast, and you're joining us for the next exciting episode of the Sit Rep Podcast. Today, we're going to be covering what we think are good recommendations for your Christmas shopping list or your Dear Santa, I Would Love This list. We'll also be talking about our Zulu project and some other wargaming projects and Jim's terrain and a few other news bits. So stay with us for this episode of the Sit Red Podcast in three, two, one. You are listening to the Citrep Podcast, your source for everything related to historical wargaming. Whether you are looking for the latest wargaming news, reviews, painting tutorials, or playthroughs, you will hear about it right here. So grab your favorite beverage or brush and let's hit it. Welcome to the show, guys and gals, and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, um, that should cover everything for this time of the year. And welcome. Uh, happy Hanukkah for those. Yeah, that too. I said happy holidays. Well, well I'm just saying. I'm trying to be all inclusive here, Martin. Uh, so am I. I'm just. <laughs> that voice you hear is uh, Martin Shaver from the great Midwest. Marty. Good morning, all. And then. Glad to be here. Yeah. Jim, I want to thank you for your dedication to joining the show today because the message I got made me want to throw my phone. If he wasn't going to be on the show today, he was going to go to the beach. Arg. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's uh, it's a uh, winter season. It's uh, it's almost like I live in the southern hemisphere down here. I mean, it's whatever is gorgeous down here, it's miserable up there, and vice versa. Everyone, da- everyone up there. I- uh, our friends in Europe and in, up, up north, um, the Midwest, uh, New York, everywhere else, like, oh, God, it's winter. And down here, we're like, oh, thank God, it's winter. <laughs> and you guys get all like, oh, I can't wait. It's May. It's June. It's the great time. We're like, oh, uh, time to shelter in place, man. You're, you're living under God's magnifying glass for the next three months. Uh, the summer's down here are brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, immediately by hurricane season, so. It's a rough time. Well, you know what they say. Nothing comes free. If you're going to live in paradise, you got to pay for it somehow. So, well, thank you for joining the show today. Guys out there, this is going to be our run-up to the uh, Christmas season. We'll have one more show in Season 6. That'll be two weeks from today. And then we'll be on our Christmas break until right after the holidays. And then we'll be kicking up Season 7. Can you believe it, guys? Season seven. So, and then, you know, we'll be full boring into January 22nd. What happens January 22nd? We're a wargaming institution. That's right. So, yeah, we'll be doing some Zuluing. So, yeah, and then, Jim, you got some projects. I tell you what, you know, not to jump off the rails, but I'm going to do a Warren moment for a moment. Your video from that terrain, I was I was watching it, you know, as I was uh, helping with Christmas decorating and stuff, and damn, that is such a cool way of doing some quick and easy terrain, you know, and making it look really good. Um, I hope a lot of people, if you haven't seen the video, make sure you check out Jim's uh, video on, on modern terrain, and I think you're picking up uh, part two tomorrow, yes? Yeah, um, we'll talk about it, like, later on in the show. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a quick way to uh, to put together terrain, or if not quick, at least uh, inexpensive. Right. Um, to, to put together some terrain. The the trick is, and again, we'll get into this more detail later. Uh, is to do a lot of it. Yeah. Because if you just build one or two buildings, it looks like a box sitting there on your table. It's only when you put like three or four of them together, and then you put, you know, it's it's a um, it's an emergent property almost. You yeah. know, the, the the final result is more than some of its parts, I guess. But we can talk about that. Yep. Know, later in the show. Perfect. So, uh, go ahead, Marty. I was gonna say, uh, you know, the, yeah, the, the key to that is, you know, this is urban terrain. Make it an urban environment. You know, load up the tables. Exactly. Uh, and, and it was, and and I thought it was a great video too because I enjoyed it. I was hobby and along. We will. Uh, I will figure out better how to use restream so I can pay attention to the uh, the Facebook comments. Apparently, we had a ton of Facebook comments um, that I didn't know about. Uh, we had Twitch up, we had uh, YouTube up, and we're responding to all those. Then I logged into Facebook afterwards, and it was like YouTube's being ignored. So I apologize for that, everybody. Hey, no problem. Do better next time, Jim. I'll, after the show, I'll walk you through restream because you don't need to be logged into all those because you can do it all through re- restream with the chat function. And it'll show you everything. So you don't need to be logged into all that other stuff because you can do it directly from Restream. Um, all right, cool. So uh, Hobby Ketchup, Marty? So uh, I posted uh, a couple of pics, one on our Facebook page yep. and, uh, again, on our Discord. I uh, I finished my Afghan civilians and my uh, Afghan uh, uh, animals, <laughs> livestock. So uh, those are those are all done. I'm pretty happy with them. I got the like I said, now I'm the like the mayor of my own little Afghan town. I got a bunch of uh, civilians to add some flavor, as well as uh, a herd of goats and some donkeys and dude dragging a uh, a goat cart around. So nice. My, my big project uh, that I got done, but I'm I'm very pleased to have finished that up. And then, uh, as I promised uh, Chris from uh, Modern Mini 3D, uh, I didn't realize it, and the stuff that he sent me, there's some civilians in there as well. So those will be next up on the paint table. Very cool. So, guys, if you're looking for any modern miniatures, uh, if you reach out to modernmini3d.com, that is our buddy Chris Long and his son's company, and they have yeah. really good miniatures. And uh, they are officially licensed suppliers of those miniatures that they're printing. And uh, they have quite a variety now, and they look really good. So uh, they are one of the official sponsors of the Sit Rep Podcast. So please make sure you reach out to them. All right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they looked really good, Marty. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Civilians, are. that's an important thing to have on the table, especially in modern combat. So we were talking about with the terrain video, modern war equals urban war. Um, As the the decades continue to march forward, yeah. And wherever you've got any kind of urban or even suburban setting, um, yeah, it's a a sad truth. There's going to be civilians on the way. So you're going to need buildings and you're going to need civilians in any kind of modern uh, setting, really. Right. Yeah. And I'm the guy. So we we all know that I don't like – super crunchy games where there's a lot of bookkeeping. So I don't necessarily use the civilian rules so much for my games, mm-hmm. even though mo- most of them have some sort of, uh, it, it, you know, either basic AI or somebody actually you know, has to game master them around. I don't necessarily do that, but it, uh, you know, it just gives, adds a ton of flavor to the table, just having them there. Right. You know, I, I really like the, the aesthetic of it and, you know, that may motivate me to use them more now that I've got good figures for it. 
you always need a bullet stop somewhere. Yeah, or somebody blowing in or right something. Or some kind of mechanic where those technically, uh, you thought they were civilians, but one of them in that group wasn't really a civilian. Exactly. Yeah, Unfortunately. You know, something or carrying something and next thing you know. Boom. Yeah. Well, and like one of the civilian uh, figures that, uh, that I painted up, uh, it's a dude on a cell phone. So you, you Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Can be uh, your uh, trigger man or your spotter. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very cool. Anything else there, Martin? Nope, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I was doing for, for this stuff. Awesome. All right. Uh, I'll go next. I haven't really been doing much. I've only printed you know, 30 or so kneeling uh, Brits firing their rifles. Uh, I printed up, I painted up the complete uh, set I had before. So I had 10 or 12 Brits. They're all painted up. Um, I primed and started painting up the melee bags and crates. I'll finish those up this weekend. Um, so everything that came in the expansion box for uh, the Horns of Buffalo set from Warlord Games, hopefully I will have at least minimally assembled and primed, if not mostly painted by the, the end of this weekend. And then I sent files off to Marty to print some more Brits, and then we got to start working on printing up some Zulus. I, I really thinking of getting a bigger 3D printer to do those because I need a bigger build plate, or otherwise we'll be here forever. Because I'm my plan is to print four hundred Zulus. So, uh, as far as yeah. the uh, British guys, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to name every base. So every base will be the actual name of one of the guys that participated. Because I have the actual roster that uh, for Rourke's Drift. So we may, um, you know, I don't want to be anything fancy. We'll. I'll basically do a little black trapezoid or something in the back part of it, you know, and then still do, you know tufts and sand and stuff and then i'll just put in like white paint or something that the the dude's name and uh that way we add a little bit more realism you know to the game so yeah that'd be cool so marty and jim i know jim you'll have to do it virtually but i'm inviting you as well i think we are due next saturday night for a live show what do you think you got any plans yeah i think uh and we, uh, what's the, oh, geez, I can't even remember. What's the, what's the date? That'd be like the 11th. Uh, it's going to be the 11th. Okay. I'm, I was having a brain, brain cramp there. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it'll have to be, have to be later for me. I'm working during the, no, I'm not. I'm working the following day. So, yeah. All right. So, well, we'll, we'll kick it off around our seven o'clock time-ish. So, you know, it'll be a Saturday late, you know, Saturday night live. And I apologize for our British friends and other European friends. But if you'd like to stay up late and have a good whiskey or scotch or wine or whatever libation you prefer and listen to some people and see if Marty falls off a stool again and, you know, those kind of things. I've got to roll a bubble wrap in the garage. I'm all good. <laughs> then uh, join us next Saturday night, 7 o'clock central standard time for hobby night live as we work on what will we be working on oh i think some zulu stuff for the works well, drift right we'll start putting together the buildings so you know hey air- airbrush is our friend let me just put that i was able to airbrush my the guys i've completed i did uh their tunics and their pants like nothing. I mean, the airbrush 
gets through that. And then it's just a matter of the detail stuff. So, um, you know, with a few people helping, we can get it knocked out pretty good. So, like I said, they're not going to win any competition, but they'll look good on the table. And then once we'll start building the the buildings, then we'll have to start looking at um, the – I didn't want to start building the table until I had the buildings built so I knew the setup, how big it is, and then we'll build from there because I have a map of the battle ground, and I want to, you know, while it won't represent it 100%, it will give a good representation. So, but I wanted to make sure I had the buildings built and laid out so we know exactly how much space we're going to need. So, right. And then I watched Zulu the other day just, you know, for inspiration and all that good stuff. So, yeah. So yeah, properly motivated now. That's right. We'll get them. We'll get her done. We'll be ready. Remember, guys, January twenty second, twenty twenty two at two p.m. We will be kicking off. I'm trying to remember exactly when it started. I think it was four, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was four p.m. their time that it actually started. But we're gonna go with two because it's easy to remember. One, two, twenty two, two. So sure, you know. I could have gone with 2, 2, 22 at 2, but then it was the wrong month. So, But then, yeah, then yeah. you're off a month. So we're going to do it on the anniversary. And, guys, since we are centrally located in the grand old U.S. of A, if anybody is within commuting or traveling distance and would like to participate in the game live, you are welcome to reach out to us at sitrep.podcast at gmail.com and let us know you would like to – uh, game with us that weekend and we will play Rourke's Drift and then uh, after the words we'll maybe crank out some other game you know we'll we'll see how it goes I haven't even decided what rule set we're using yet yeah. so, so that's that's yeah. something I have to start seriously thinking about I don't know if I'm going to use the, uh, Jerry's rule set that we used when we did Rourke's Drift in Ireland a few years back or we'll go with another one uh, I'm going to have to sit down and look at that. We, we'll probably decide that on the live show next week. If you guys, you know, give us some input while we're there. So look yeah. forward to the live show next week. That'll be great. So. Yeah, add that to the lineup. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, so, uh, Marty, did you drink all that beverages I brought to Thanksgiving already? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll bring that over. Well, you could bring that, or uh, should we get a good bottle of some uh, good whiskey or scotch or something? I'm not a big scotch fan. I've never been a big scotch fan. But uh, I I might have to get some uh, Bushmills myself. I, I do I, enjoy Bushmills. I know Don, I Don is a Jameson person. Liquors. What's that? So, I'm a fan of all the brown liquors. You're so, just a fan uh, of liquor. You're, you're an Irishman through and through, sir. Well, so... Uh, you know, as uh, uh, Ron Johnson from uh, uh, Parks and Rec used to say, uh, uh, clear liquors are for r- rich women on diet. So, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't like uh, you know, the vodka stuff. No, I hate vodka. But, it, I used to not hate vodka, but now I do. But, yeah. You know, I do good, enjoy a good sipping whiskey. So, But, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm done with that. All right. Fantastic. You're just trying to make sure I fall off the chair. I see. <laughs> hey, we need those number ratings. We need more subscribers. <laughs> That's right. Get that good bump. <laughs> Guys, remember out there, uh, please help us out. 
and uh, tell your friends, tell your gaming compadres, anybody. Uh, we need some subscribers. Uh, we're doing good. We've gained, uh, but I really want to hit that thousand mark uh, sooner than later. Uh, we're I, this morning, as of this morning, we're at six fifty six, six fifty seven, and I'd love to see us hit a thousand within the next six months, if not earlier, because um, then we start you know, being eligible for uh, financial support uh, through our videos, and that could help us not only cover the initial cost, but might able to give us more uh, project time. So if you guys can help us, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, Jim, what's on the table? Um. Are you there? Jim? James, are you with us, sir? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Jim is trying out a new mic today. I don't know if we got uh, a clip or what happened. We'll come back to Jim. Um, yeah, I don't know what well, happened. We know what his hobby stuff was because he did it on the stream. Right. He's showing us how to make some really creative uh, modern terrain using boxes and printed images from Google and Photoshop and all that stuff. So if you haven't seen that video, make sure you check out the video um, on our YouTube channel. It's cheap, it's fast, and it's easy. Right. So, you know, I mean, it, there, there's really no downside to this. No, and uh, you and, can get as detailed as like, you want on it, you know. Um, you know, and, and like some of the techniques that Jim used on that is, uh, the same as, uh, what we used when we did our, uh, 13 days to 13 hours. Like when I built the, uh, uh, the ambassador's residence, for instance, right. Uh, I put a floor in there. Yep. I used the exact same technique that, that he used. Literally, I just printed some stuff out. And in that case, it was a marble tile pattern Yep. and then fitted on there as well as uh i did some roof tiles uh for each of the buildings as well yep same deal i found what i thought was an appropriate uh uh tile pattern for uh a high-end roof are you guys able to hear me again yep we can hear you ah there I'm he sorry. is i'm buddy? sorry that's okay um i was trying to get i was trying to get rid of the last of that echo and uh and you got rid of everything. <laughs> a mission accomplished. I didn't get rid of the echo. <laughs> it's all good. Um, what's on the table? First of all, do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, what's on the table? Oh, a lot, actually. It's going to be a busy month. Um, so tomorrow we're going to uh, work some more on those ribbon buildings. Like we started on Wednesday. We're going to go ahead and finish those up. Um that stream went a little better than initially anticipated. So uh, I got the basics of one building completed, stress only the basics. What we're going to do tomorrow is we're, uh, I went ahead after the camera, after the, after the stream, and I basic build, or basic built, I should say, um, the next two buildings. Now I've got three buildings basically built. And as a so for tomorrow's stream, we're going to do the gutters, the drain pipes, the electrical conduits, uh, maybe some stairs and or fires. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, but we're going to go ahead and finish up those buildings to make them look nice. And some rust effects and you know things like that. Nice. So that, 
Yeah, that'll take care of Sunday. Um, I've already went out and bought the materials and the boxes. Um, the next thing that's going to happen is uh, I have to do that all over again, but with 18th century buildings. I have to do some, uh, some you know, late 1700 stuff because uh, I don't really have enough buildings for the Battle of Trenton. We're going to be doing the Battle of Trenton in 20 millimeter up at my dad's house on hopefully on or near the day, uh, 26 December, 1776. So that's going to be a piece of plywood. That's going to be an eight by four table um, in 20 millimeter, uh, probably about 120, 150 miniatures on the table. Um, nice. Yeah. Oh, I just I have to build some of the, some of the buildings for it. I've always sort of managed to live by in my Revolutionary War tables with not that many buildings, or with buildings that are kind of in the wrong scale, or eh, it's old European. It looks kind of American colonial, but not really. Uh, the problem is Trenton is an actual town, obviously. Yeah, totally <laughs> um, a lot of it was an actual street battle, uh, so I'm going to have to have you know some some better buildings. So that's going to happen, and um, yeah, that's 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 going to be a lot of work. Um, but that's going to be the next big project, uh, to take me through December. And then, yeah, in January, it's time to transition over to, uh, work strip for the rest of the team. Nice. I got to figure out some way to participate in that project virtually. Right. You know, it sounds like you might be able to do a good op center on, on Zulu Wars. Maybe possibly, maybe I'm sorry. You were breaking up there for a little bit. I was thinking an op center on the uh, Anglo-Zulu War might be a way to participate. An op center? That's like way too much work. You have to do four <laughs> parts. Each part takes at least 20 to 30 hours. Oh. Yeah, that's like a month. Like well, you get it done, but it w- the, the, the last part wouldn't come out till the middle of February probably. Gotcha. Uh, anyhow, oh, you'll come up with something amazing. We know you. You always do. Right. All right, it's time. Do you have news, Marty? Uh, I I have a few news items, and uh, I think that there's one in here in particular that you are really, really going to like. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Hit me. All right. So, first up, uh, we talked about... Uh, foreground uh having their new uh folding terrain a little bit uh last show right yep so uh it turns out they've actually got 11 pieces that are folding terrain now so wow. uh and they're all available on on their store so you can see them go to foreground publishing uh, uh it's on their new releases page uh but uh, uh they also are releasing uh Pieces for the Norman era, if that's your jam. So, if you play, uh, you know, the uh, anything in the Norman era, you can get uh, some hovels, you can get a bunch of houses, uh, a tide barn, and a church. Uh, now, the not the Norman era stuff is not the folding terrain, so that's you know, your regular stuff. Uh, but uh, very very nice looking model. So, I thought I would uh, make mention of that and the fact that I didn't. I don't know that we articulated just how much of their folding terrain they had. I did not realize there were 11 pieces total, which all look good. So again, if you're somebody that has to uh, uh, travel with your stuff or uh, if storage is at a premium, 
take a look at that stuff, it's uh, a pretty good solution, I think. Now, Bill. Yes. William. Yes. Empress Miniatures. Yes. Has a stagecoach full set. What? Coach, horses. Uh, but wait for it. I'm, go- I'm going to read this to you uh, verbatim off of their, off their description. Uh-huh. Our 28-millimeter Wild West stagecoach, including passengers and crew, modeled on the 1939 John Ford Classic Western stagecoach starring John Wayne. Nice. The model has a uh, main resin body with white metal parts shown in the picture below, and the following characters are included. John Wayne is the Ringo Kid. Nice. John Carradine as Hatfield. Louise Platt as Lucy Mallory. Andy Levert Devine as the driver. George Bancroft riding shotgun. And Thomas Mitchell in his award winning Oscar role as Doc Boone. <sighs> you got it. You got to check it out. It is, it is awesome. It's Empress. If you go to uh, the Empress uh, Miniatures page, just type in stage stagecoach uh, in their search bar because it's easier to find that way, uh, and it'll bring it up. So there's two options there. You can get the stagecoach with the uh, passengers and the crew, everyone I just talked about, uh, which is uh, 45 pounds. So whatever the, the rate is uh, for uh, USD. And then if you wanted just the passengers, you're like, no, I already got a stagecoach which one you don't and two if you do it's probably not as good as this one uh but you can get the passengers by themselves uh for uh 12 pounds but lots of star power park packed into that deal right that is pretty cool and it's uh, like i said if you go to the go to the web page and you check out the the photos you, you will be very impressed i think ordered <laughs> that didn't take long at all <laughs> Did, I, am I kidding? No, I mean, no, it's awesome. Really kick ass looking pack. You know, and, uh, you know, we we we've been talking about doing, uh, some Western stuff and then you and Joey played, uh, uh, your game. Uh, not that this would work for that necessarily. I don't know that there's a scenario for it, but it is just a really, really cool set. Right. All right. So, uh, a couple of other little blurbs and these are updates to things that we've talked about. Uh, so the first thing is the Kickstarter update from uh, Firelock Games. Uh, I believe we called this last show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh, just announced that their shipping will be delayed probably until after the Chinese New Year uh, oh, in March. Uh, they've got manufacturing delays due to the manufacturer having supply chain issues, yeah. apparently. That's what it looks in looks like. Uh, but uh, everything else, like molds, are are being completed and all of that jazz is on time or ahead of schedule. Actually, they said, so that's good news. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we thought we were going to get these in uh, January. It looks like it's probably going to be March. So, uh, Rasmus and the rest of you that, uh, play blood and plunder. If you order the, uh, uh raise the black, uh, uh, Kickstarter, you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. Hang in there. My hearties. Uh, that's, then, that's uh, tough. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that's any any bang on the, the firelock guys. I no, think that's just the that's, reality that's, of that's everything right now. It, it, yeah, manufacturing and you know uh, 
delivery of product these days. Yeah. And then uh, my my final uh, piece, uh, uh, we're going to pivot back to uh, Black Powder Red Earth. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it uh, last week. Since then, the game has become available retail uh, through uh, the Black Powder Red Earth website. If you go to blackpowderredearth.com, uh, there's a tab on the top and it says 28 millimeter game. So just click on that and it takes you to it. There's three different options. You can get the full set. That's full Monty. It's everything. Uh, components minis rule book, uh, is, uh, $200, uh, us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, you can get, uh, a tier down from that, which is just components and minis. There's no hard copy rule book. IE, if you got the, uh, uh, PDF version ahead of time because that was released early and you're happy with that. Uh, you can get those for 175 bucks or if you just want the miniatures because they're cool, uh, you can get uh, the set of miniatures for 65 bucks and those are 10 really nice high detailed, uh, 28 millimeter, uh, resin. Tanks. Oh, hold on. They're being attacked at my house. Actually, somebody rang the front doorbell and my dogs are going crazy. Tell them to stop it. Uh, but uh, you can build their uh, crisis, troop, uh, uh, crisis Troop Scorch Kill Team, as they call them. So it's an advisor, an automatic rifleman, four assaulters, four recon dudes, and uh, they ship each model unassembled and unpainted on a sprue. Uh, so you can build them up, pose them up. Uh, paint them the way you want them. They look really nice and crispy. Uh, there's some really good photos that uh, they have published of their stuff painted up. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for uh, some good modern miniatures, you know, whether you like whether or not you like the Black Powder Red Earth uh, lore or not, cause that's a whole set of uh, graphic novels. Uh, even if you don't like the graphic novels, yeah. take a look at the miniatures. Really, really nice looking stuff there. So. That is my news today, sir. Nice. All right. Thank you very much. I, I, I'll got to work on a new intro for you there, my friend, for the news. We'll get that going. Um, all right. So, we, we're coming up to the Can we just do an intro that says, ha ha, he's not gay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, come on now. Don't be selling yourself short. <laughs> Oh, gas, 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 gas. Miss you, brother. If you're listening to yeah. us, we miss you. All right. Every now and then, I still chat with him, but yeah, I do too. But he's been so busy lately, and he should be actually heading to Turkey for to spend the holidays with his mama. Well, yeah, I was gonna say he's going to see mom, right? Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> able to see her last year, so I know he's very excited to go see her. So we wish him the best. Yeah. All right. We wish you well and uh, happy holidays to you and your mom, Dad. Yes, most definitely. Okay. We talked some news. Let's talk some holiday wishes. I know we have one more show before Christmas, but, you know, some people want to have to order things, and there are shipping cutoff dates to make sure that stuff gets um, to them by the holidays. And let me tell you, I I just want want to throw out a story there. I'm telling you right now, shipping and the government regulations to send stuff to England is driving me insane. Why do you say that? Well, because my friend Commodore Rob ordered the Kickstarter for Hero Quest, the new release, and it was not available directly in the UK. 
um, for whatever reason. So he purchased it and had it sent to my house. Um, I received it the day before Veterans Day. Obviously, the mail is closed on Veterans Day, so I went to send it out the next day. Printed up the paperwork, put it all together, sent it off. And about uh, last week, I received the package back because customs forms weren't correct. I'm like, I printed them off the UUSPS website, so I don't know what was not correct about it. So tried to fix that, and uh, now I'm haggling with the post office to get uh, credit for the postage, you know, because they want me to pay the postage again, which is like $120. And I'm like, uh, not my fault. So um, hopefully I can get that package to him for Christmas. I know him and his son are looking forward to that. So this whole, I am not going to get into the whole Brexit thing, but obviously there seems to be confusion because I've sent packages in the past to England and Europe and had no issues. So I'm not sure what the issue is. So anyways, it's most confusing. So I can't imagine being a company, especially small ones, sending stuff, you know, across borders right now. Um, so anywho, Christmas time. And, and what's on people's recommendations? Uh, who would like to go first? Anybody? Or I can start. All right. Well, since y'all spoke up so fast, I'll go ahead and go start. So, you know, you just mentioned it, Marty. The uh, Black Powder Red Earth seems like it's coming out in gangbusters, you know, with the sets, the rules, and everything. So if you're looking yeah. for a um, sounds like fast action killy game, have you gotten the rule set yet, Marty? I need to order it. Uh, I have it. I, I have a PDF uh, uh, copy of the yeah. rules. You can get it on Amazon, can't you? Uh, I believe you can get it on Amazon now. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, uh, even if, uh, you have a the PDF copy. So these, these dudes are, you know, originally this is all based off of John Chang's, uh, graphic novel. Right. The artwork in this book is out of control. It is. So nice. So, uh, because it's a graphic artist that did it all, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's straight out of his book. So it is really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. uh, You can get the rule book on Amazon. It's $32 eligible for prime. So yeah, it's, uh, I didn't, I had never heard of this. I mean, you know, honestly, the first time I heard of black powder, red earth, was when he made an announcement that we were going to be hosting something at Adepticon a couple of years back, and I wrote him and said, "Hey, dude, um, yeah. do you remember that?" Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was, it was a game. We were gonna yeah. do a meet and greet with a like a game offer or something. I yeah, can't remember what it was now. And he's like, "Oh, but, uh, yeah, that was somebody else." But okay, like, and then we're like. But since you mentioned it. <laughs> right. So we need to reach we'll out to John out. again. I haven't talked to him in a while, and uh, I know he wanted to come on the show. We need to start booking guests. I need to get no, somebody who, who's our guest booker. That, well, you should start uh, book, You should start booking them. You should be our, our guest relations guy. You're you're the sociable talk-to-anybody um, guy. I do that? Okay, because I've got – well, so part of the issue is uh, two of them are in New Zealand. 
Well, so, then we have to, you know, pick a time. We'll have to record those. Yeah, those have to be pre-recorded. Can't do those during the show, obviously. So, which is fine. You know, no, we but, pick a, a time where it's either like nighttime for us, daytime for them, or like early morning for us, whatever. Uh, let's just coordinate yeah. some times and let's get some stuff recorded because I know some people are very interested to hear from game creators and projects. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I have probably four or five of them off the top of my head that I think uh, uh, one would be good guests. They have stuff that we're interested in. Uh, they're all, you know, uh, interesting and engaging people and have, have expressed some interest on being on the show. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll start, uh, start running those dudes down and putting something together. And, and like I said, the guys from uh, Australia and uh, New Zealand will have to pre-record those stuff but you know like john chang he's here in the u.s yep i mean he's only a he's only a time zone away from us yeah we need to get uh, him uh robert from um you know um table yeah table saw games um because i'd like to get an update on where he is with his modifius project Um, right right you know and several other guys i'd love to get them on to start talking about their projects so yeah, yeah let's let's start scheduling i'd like to get colin our friend colin on from Dish Dash, um, so yeah. you know, see what's going on with that, and um, yeah, yeah, he's been staying staying busy in his art classes. I follow him on Facebook. So yeah, he, he posts his, uh, uh, he does a lot of drawings. Yeah, uh, so he posts those. He he's been slaving away on that stuff for sure. Yeah, I'd like to get a final. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see an update on the uh, ultra modern, you know, the ultra combat modern stuff because uh, I know that's still kind of sitting out there. Um, I know people are anxiously waiting for their items from that. So, anyhow, all right. Yeah. Um. So you got Black Powder, Red Earth, the rule set, and the minis. Uh, you can go to their website and grab it. Um. Which, by the way, thanks because you stole my item. Because that was <laughs> sorry. I asked <laughs> if you wanted to go first, and all I heard was crickets. So yeah. Well, but that's because yeah, I. Like- Two and a half seconds of crickets. <laughs> Does anyone want to talk about what goes first? Okay, well, since somebody said anything, I'm going to go ahead and jump out. Wow, well, wow. I got to draw a breath here. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Silence is a killer in entertainment world. So, all right, moving on to the next item. So, Warlord Games. So, if you're a Napoleonics fan, they do have the uh, Epic Battles uh, Waterloo set. Um, so if you want something that can take up your time for the next several months, grab that big old bundle and you can sit there and paint all those British dudes and all those French dudes and put together the terrain and you can have a battle on, uh, Waterloo. Um, they just put out a video. I think John Stollard just did a Q and a on, uh, the Epic Battles Waterloo set and where it's going to go. So I'm assuming you're going to see the, you know, the Prussians and the Austrians and the Dutch, you know, everybody that was anybody in uh, the Napoleonic Wars. Um, they'll be representing those. I hope we'll see all, all um, different sculpts, you know, instead of just guys marching, you know, with their rifles at shoulder arms. Because, um, you know, that's kind of been my only concern with the Civil War guys is that, you know, it's all the same pose, essentially. You know, I know they're starting to break it up, but um, on the battlefield, on a tabletop, you want it to look, you know, like there's more going on. So 
It, it helps well, yeah, break up the line. More dynamic. Yeah. Pose, so like the action's happening. Exactly. So there's that. Um, so those are the two off top of my head. I mean, there's many other things, but those are two off top of my head. Marty, what else you got besides Black Powder on Earth? Yeah, so so that really is the number one thing on my list. Yeah. However, another game that I play uh, is uh, uh, Delta One Zero, and they uh, just finished up Kickstarter and have a whole new box set coming out as well. Um, I enjoy the game. Uh, it's, it's a lighthearted uh, kind of entry-level gateway game into tabletop gaming, if you will. Uh-huh. You know, it's not it's not super super deep or crunchy, uh, but it's uh, it's got a lot of actions. It's got a nice uh, order sequence to it. So, uh, yeah, they have greatly expanded uh, uh, the factions in there, new scenarios, and uh, all that stuff. So, uh, that was another one that is on my list, and that box sets like seventy nine bucks. And you, and you get models with it. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. So, uh, so that was one that I was uh, I was thinking about because you know keep you know keep it keep it all in the family there. Keep my little collection going. You know what, Marty? We should do a video on the on that set because um, I, I have not really looked into that set. Um, you know, I, we've talked about it in the past, but I'd like to. We should do a video, a playthrough on on that so you can show me how to play that game so sure be or, uh we could have uh have greg uh Millsap, uh talk about it uh, yep. well he's in australia yeah. or zealand isn't he he's in australia yep. yeah yep but but we could uh record something with greg i'm sure that he'd uh, uh yeah. like to talk about it he, he's uh reached out to us before and we've kind of uh shared messages back and back and forth but uh, I really enjoyed the game. The figures are, uh, the models are really nice. You know, so, you know, uh, got that going for you. Yep. Uh, and now the now they've expanded their uh, their line uh, to go along with their new expansion here. So I think that would be a, a, a cool set. Uh, and like I said, it's not not a super crunchy game. It's really more towards the, the entry level. The mm-hmm. box set is nice, though. It's high quality. It's good stuff. You know, and and they're fairly inexpensive as far as you know, the stuff that we play with here. So, you know, I think that's a that's a good one. And even though they're in Australia, uh, it is available through a uh, U.S. distributor, uh, so you don't have to wait for something to get shipped from Australia. You can buy it and have it shipped out of uh, Atlanta, I think. Cool. Somewhere somewhere on the east half of the United States. I can't remember where it was at. But I mean, I, when I bought my original set, uh, I, I got it in like six days. That's not and bad. It was uh, USPS. Very so, cool. That would be uh, that would be one that uh, I think uh, as well. I, uh, I enjoy that one. So yeah, we can come play that sometime. Excellent. Sounds good. Are you one of those people that buys Christmas presents, but you're really buying them for yourself? Because we're, we're talking about buying Christmas presents for people, and then we can come play that if you want. Right? So are you, are you actually yeah. buying? Oh, okay, I'm just making sure. I'm just trying right. to get the mission parameters there. So, so Jim, I'm going to let you in on a, on a little secret. <laughs> not, not only do I do that, if I get invited to a party, I will only bring food 
or booze oh, no. that I personally like. So that way I know <laughs> when I get there, there's something to eat and something to drink. Now, I'm definitely guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a technique. I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if, now, now, obviously, if you are shopping for, I don't know, uh, a hobby, uh, a trained modeler, maybe this isn't the, the, the game for them. <laughs> maybe you should get them a gift card to, you know, uh, you know, Western Scenics or something. But, you know. Let's see. For, if I'm going to buy – okay, so we're talking about buying Christmas presents for hobbyists, right? Like for people in our hobby? Yep. That's mission. That's the uh, that's the parameters of the discussion. All right. Well, you got two basic kinds of uh, you got two basic kinds of hobbyists. You got the guys like Marty. You got the guys like Ariskany. You got the guys who are you know they like the, the somewhat um, you know faster games, and you got the guys who like the really big uh, you know dark, deep, depressing, crunchy you know super badass games. All right. So if you're gonna buy one for the latter, if you're gonna buy one for um, the guy who's into modern military gaming. And um, is you know into slightly more crunchy stuff. Um, the recent re-release of the classic—you uh, guys may have seen this in the news—the recent re-release of the classic Twilight 2000. Have you guys seen any of that? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. mine yeah, should yeah, be yeah. here have played, shortly. Have you guys ever played that back in the day? I did a long, long, long time ago. That's why I bought oh, yeah, the like, the like new reprint. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they. I, I uh, just sent me my uh, PDF files, and I have the collector's tin with the books and everything coming to me shortly. So, yay! Awesome. Yeah, from, uh, the, what do they call themselves now, Free League Publishing? Yes. Well, it used to be GDW. Yeah, uh, it used now, to, yeah. Back. They probably sold it to somebody, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jim, that's a good one. You know, we should... So, for people who may not be familiar, Twilight 2000, was a, a, a role-playing game. It wasn't that technically a war game. Yeah. A role-playing game from, my God, GDW Game Designers Workshop, not GW, GDW. Correct. We're talking about Frank Chadwick. We're talking about Assault. We're talking about Boots and Saddles. The original Team Yankee war game published in 1988, 1989, um, probably right after Evelyn Hill, my, that, Evelyn Hill, SSI, which is almost the same thing because Jim Dunnigan founded SSI, if I'm not too mistaken. And, uh, yeah, GDW, Game Designers Workshop, um, along with FOTS, are probably some of the best game designers ever that have ever existed. I don't know what their status is now. Ah, uh, FOTS. But it was uh, way back when the year 2000 was the scary, dark, and murky future, and no one knew what the year 2000 was going to look like. It was actually part of their Traveler and Traveler 2300 universe. But, yeah, long story short, 1995, World War Three starts in the last three years. It starts between the Russians and the Chinese. And um, within, like, five years, like, two-thirds of the world population is pretty much tanked. Um, the world has lost, like, two billion people. And uh, there wasn't as many people around back then. Again, this game was published in, like, the mid-'80s. And... Uh, yeah, now pretty much, I think you start off in Poland. You start off at a town called Kalitz in Poland. Uh, you're part of 5th Infantry Division. Um, and you were actually invading toward the Soviet Union. Pretty much Team Yankee started, and the Americans were advancing towards, uh, East, or through East Germany into Poland, and then actually pushing towards uh, the Soviet Union. Again, 1995, the Soviet Union is still around. I, again, it's they thought the future was going to be different. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, just it, it's just too much. 
Um, too much uh, nuclear weapons have gone off, too much collateral damage, conventional damage, um, too much money, too much disease, infrastructure has collapsed. Um, civilization itself has fallen apart. So it's part modern military gaming, part post-apocalypse. Take Team Yankee, cross it with Mad Max. And that's what uh, Twilight 2000 kind of is. Um, and anyway, they, it turns out that they re-released it. And for, I haven't read the rule book yet, but from what I've read and from what people have been telling me online is they have really uh, cleaned up the rule system. They've really kind of, not cleaned up, but streamlined is probably the better word. The rule system was great. It was just a little too chunky. Um, I mean, even for, you know, even for me, I mean, I remember one time our party, that again, our party was kind of OP. Uh, we were cruising through some Polish town and uh, there was a machine gun opening fire from us from inside a building. So we had an M1A2 Abrams uh, in the lead of our column. And I fired a white phosphorus shell into this building. And the game master's like, oh, uh, okay. And he picks up like this big <laughs> pile of books. I'm like, oh, was, was, should I not have done that? He's like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll get started on it. I'm like, all right, we're going to go to Subway and get lunch because we have a break, breaking point anyway. <laughs> and we'll come back and we'll, and we'll pick up. We got, we went to Subway. We got like subs for like four guys. We came back. He's still trying to figure it out. Um, the damage and all that stuff. But again, that's the old 1980s version. And maybe the storyteller wasn't quite experienced enough. Uh-huh. From what I've heard. Yeah, roll, they, roll the D20 and move on. <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard, they've really streamlined it. That, that was the only problem with GDW games. Some of their games were, were a little crunchy. Yeah. Again, like super crunchy. So I would consider that we will have a little bit of Twilight 2000 uh, related to- uh, content coming out in, in weeks to come. Nice. Um, so are you using the but, old rule set then, Jim, or do you need the new rule set? I, well, I don't have either right now. Well, I, I have PDF yeah. files of the new stuff. I am happy to share oh, with you if you'd okay. like. Um, well, I said Twilight 2000 related, but if oh, okay. I have the PDF and, and can send it, I mean, yeah. I should probably buy it. I should probably buy it myself. I don't want to be one of those guys because um, I, I, I do have fond memories of the game. I do have some of the old books still on PDF from God knows when. Yeah. And it's everywhere. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's not that it's not like a comet hit the earth and everyone died. It's not like a, a, a pandemic is hit and like nine, you're like one of like 50 people left on the planet. It's not Stephen King's The Stand. About half the world is still there. But again, if you like right now, we've got 7 billion people on the planet. You kill 3 billion people civilization collapses there's no way Publix is still sending food trucks there's no way you still have cell phone service there's no way Facebook is still up I mean civilization itself unravels with horrific speed don't believe me look at what happened with Katrina mm-hmm. um, like some of the yeah, right. directors said you know we are always nine meals away from chaos um, it doesn't take much for this very very thin veneer of civilization to get peeled away and Holy out, dude! Some of the big hurricanes hit down here in Florida. Air conditioning goes out for four days, and you have people throwing rocks at police cars in the street. Um, it doesn't Damn. take much. It doesn't take much. Um, but anyway, that's what I would get for your crunchy gamer, for your guy who, uh, or for your you know family, friend, loved one who might not be that into it yet, or you're trying to get him into it. Um, I may have said this before, but check out um, uh, Memoir Forty Four. Um, it's one of those games that's very easy to underestimate because it looks kind of chintzy and, oh, look, you buy it at Target right next to Parcheesi and, you know, Chinese checkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, the components are great. I won't say you get miniatures with it, but you do get little three-dimensional playing pieces. 
they're roughly 10 millimeter. They're fine for playing pieces. I don't know if I'd call them miniatures. Um, yeah, modular terrain. Uh, there's been expansions for it. You can do quasi historical esque battles. It's actually pretty good. And it's like, you know, Milton Bradley, I don't know if they've actually produced it, but it's like that kind of game. It, yeah. um, it's like, you know, level is like ages 12 and up or something. So it's, it's, it's fine for, for more, uh, beginning gamers. So, so Jim, you, you bring that up and th- this is, I think this is one of those, uh, secret success stories, if you will, because now we have an actual, you know, you know beginner gateway game, but it is, it is being published by uh, a regular game manufacturer, you know, a big company, you know, yep. and it is commercially available in regular department stores yeah, uh, and whatnot. You know, so I mean, target this carries is, it. This is one of, it's like a breakout game, if yeah. you will, uh, that is, I think is a could be a good way to really introduce a lot of people to tabletop gaming. Oh, I agree. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's been around for a while, and it's, it's, yeah. I, I will admit, when I first saw it on the shelf, I'm like, oh come on, that's not a war game. My girlfriend's like, oh look, these are war games. I'm like, <laughs> come on, you're one of those people that thinks Risk is a war game. Wow! I think risk, risk is a war game. I, I, I still am. <laughs> do you feel attacked yet? I do. I, I, I need my safe space. I'm been triggered. I need my safe space. Just stick to Stratego and Battleship. You'll be fine. Man, I used to love those games. No, but seriously, Memoir 44 is, uh, is, is well, I, well, I actually saw some Let's Plays, and then like, a guy at the club back when we had a club uh, broke it out. I was like, oh, damn, I got to, you know, like like uh, JR used to say on WWE, you know, keep your words soft and sweet because you might have to eat them, you know. <laughs> Put a little bar- uh, Oklahoma barbecue sauce on them. Otherwise, yeah, it was, it's, it's a really good, it's a really great little game. And um, no matter whether or not you're, uh, you're, person that you're buying for is uh, a new gamer or a veteran gamer storage buy them some plastic bins storage 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 what's one thing that every gamer can use no matter what storage oh you bought them the wrong kind of paints he uses citadel not this kind of paint he uses that kind of scale he uses he's not in that period he's in this period storage 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 i mean am i wrong i mean no seriously, just yeah. buy like some of those big like Sterilite or, or spring for the fence, rubber made ones. And, uh, cause every gamer, every hobbyist needs more storage. I agree. True dad. I agree. Memoir 44. You know what? I've never seriously considered that. Game. I mean, I see it all the time. I'm on Amazon right now. I'm like, damn, I could buy it. It'll be here. Tomorrow. I mean, it's not, it's not advanced squad leader. Don't, don't get No, wrong, but you know but... what? It's something I could play with my grandson. He loves games. Yeah, probably. You know, so he, he knowing him, he would love wanna, to play I it. I want to remember, it's pretty inexpensive. It's very entry level. It's it's a war game, and it's got a hex grid. It's got, like, a big cardboard map in it, and then it's got, uh, like, little hex tiles so you can change the terrain. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, trees, and so you can, like, have your battlefield be different each time or whatever. It's not like you get one board and that's it. Right. Cool. Plus, you know, if you want to upgrade the uh, playing pieces, it's not like we don't have 3D printers. 
Exactly. I mean, like a Sherman looks like a Sherman, uh, and uh, you know, a Mark IV looks like a Mark IV. They only have like two or three kinds of tanks of memory serves. Um, but yeah, it's like soft plastic. You know, it's, yep. I mean, great playing pieces. I just don't know if I call them miniatures. Yeah, no, they're just you know, like Green Army men. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Very cool. Okay. Um, anybody else have anything on gift items? I know there's some people out there that would love, would love, love to see a formal rule book for set rep skirmish. That <laughs> <laughs> game has some uh, has a lot of work left in it. I mean, okay, I can't guys, tell you how many people I have seen. And now that you're on Facebook and stuff, Jim. There's been a lot of calls. And and I love it. And I I love the attention. And it makes me feel great. But we're on, like, the Battle Space, like, uh, the Battle Space Facebook page. And people are asking me, where's the sit and remove? Right. Guys, we're on on Battle Space Facebook page. Come on. I'm being, like, polite, I guess. That's, I mean, uh, (laughs) not only that, but. Jim, you can can talk about it on our our Facebook page then. Yeah. Okay. all right. Number one. Also, I'm new to Facebook, so yes, I don't know all the but, that's right. But Since the one, last show, Jim has joined the cult. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. At long last, horrible, <laughs> horrible. The end times have come. We were even talking about post-apocalyptic games. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, Dark Star was like written down and play tested and play tested well over 300 times over the course of six years before I tried to sit down and actually write the rules. Uh, Valorant Victory Modern Expansion, we were playing that for at least three years before I sat down and write the rules. Yeah. Um, and even that's not my own game. It's just an expansion of another game. Um, I, I, it always kind of irks me when I see like out in the, out in the marketplace or whatever, Kickstarter, here's a new game. Come and buy it. Come and play it. Three months later, uh, here's version two of the rules because we didn't know what the hell we were doing when we published the first rules. And you know, it's got all kinds of holes and problems in it. Um, Sid Reb Skirmish was written for a one single, solitary, specific firefight. It was written for Benghazi, 12 September 2012. And you know we've gone from there. And we found ways to expand it and work on it. But if we're actually going to sit down and actually write a rule book, um, number one, it's, 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 it borrows really heavily from force on force. So I don't even want to like, is it going to be like borderline plagiarism if I actually try to, to, to publish this? I don't know. Um, it's, it's almost like force on force for dummies in some ways. Um, but every time we've tried it, I mean, we, every time we play, we add a little bit to it, and we come across some new problems. Yeah, uh, vehicles are still a major problem. Um, like any kind of you know uh, major modern vehicle or whatever. And the infantry are working great. Infantry are working fine, and every every unit is down to like three basic numbers. Um, so I don't know. Uh, in 2020, 2022, uh, a lot of things in, in my real life are kind of up in the air right now. Uh, we can see about, you know, maybe codifying that into some kind of a rule book. But, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe for Christmas 2022, 
Because, guys, I'm not even kidding. There's a metric shit ton of work that has to go into a game system before you sit down and type word one yeah. of an actual uh, rule set. It's usually years of role playing. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm play testing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think the good news is is that uh, people enjoy have enjoyed our playthroughs of it thus far. Mm-hmm. And Most definitely. In being able to play it themselves. Yeah. You know. So. You know. Uh, not to not to pile on work on you on you, Jim, because I certainly couldn't do it. I'm not the guy that that does this. Uh, but uh, you know, I think that would be an an awesome project if uh, you were able to pull it off sometime. Well, I mean, how are people going to play? I mean, miniatures. We we tried that one miniature game, and it sort of worked. But oh, I thought it worked it, fine. Some, I mean, I mean, it's got, it's, it's got some issues. It's got some problems. Well, I mean, um, stuff to work through. But I thought it actually played pretty well. Um, you know, ver- whether you play it virtually or you know with actual miniatures, I thought it worked well. So virtually or on a physical hex grid, I know people are going to want to play without hexes on, on, right. on a miniature table, right. which is great. Um, it could technically do that. Yep. Uh, we just have to revisit how some of the area effect weapons work because right. like everything within a hex gets hit by this explosion. Well, what the hell's a hex on a miniature table with no hexes? I mean, everything within one inch of a blast point. I mean. Now we're talking about give it a radius. Yeah, now you're talking about manufacturing templates, and I mean, I guess you could. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a lot. It, it's it's a lot to think about. I'm not like dodging the question. No, no, I know you're not. Yeah, I mean, it's not as easy as we're making it out to be. Let's just put it that way. It, I've done it before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dark Star, Valor, Victory, Modern Edition, a couple others, um, of varying degrees of success. A lot of times it doesn't work. Um, sometimes it does. It's it's like it's like a year. Um, and 2021 was uh, largely used up by that Valorant Victory um, Stalingrad expansion. Yeah, which I believe is coming out relatively soon. Nice. Um, I've been given some dates uh, from Yobo War Games about the uh, about when I think Slytherin is going to release that or when they're going to announce that. So I don't want to like you know I, I think that's kind of internal at the moment. But it's, it's coming up uh, sooner rather than later for that Eastern Front expansion. And then the um, associated DLC that I designed that's going to come, or I designed the scenarios that are coming out with that. So that's up to Yellow War Games, Matrix, and Slytherin when that gets published. Eastern Front, Valor, and Victory is going to be the same as their other PC release except expanded. It's going to have the full rules now, not just the basic rules that the uh, – Western Front Normandy game kind of has in it now. And there's going to be some DLC with some absolute soul-crushing scenarios that will drive you crazy. Um, for Stalingrad. <laughs> no. Oh, there, I, I was just <laughs> playtesting. I was throwing dice against the wall, man. I was just like, oh, my God, no one's going to want to play this. They're, they're tough scenarios. Because the guy asked me, uh, Lance asked me, he's like, Are you, can, you, can you please design some uh, scenario pack for Stalingrad? I'm like, this is... One of the most brutal battles in the history of human warfare. These can't be easy scenarios. These are going to have to be real heartbreakers. And, yeah, almost like no matter what side you play, just get ready. Be, be in a good emotional place before you try these <laughs> scenarios. Because it will be, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I, we tried to make the balance. It's very, very challenging. Very cool. Well. Uh, and you know, you were talking about uh, maybe needing uh, some 
components and or templates for the uh, uh, for sit rep skirmish, I might know a guy that's got a fully operational laser cutter now, laser. so we could at least oh, make true. our own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another another thing that, that slightly worries me about again, I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and I'm trying to sort of identify all the problems before we, you know, just leap feet first into yep. this huge project. Um Sidrep skirmish is predicated on the idea that the hexes or whatever you want to call them, the little zones of movement, are pretty big. Like in Benghazi, they were 100 feet across. So, whereas a 28 millimeter table is barely 100 feet across, if you actually measure, you know, 28 millimeter and multiply, you know, your actual size times 56. Um, so, the idea that there is always terrain you can take cover behind um, might seem a little strange in 28 millimeter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're running from one building to a next door on open street but you only move two hexes or whatever, or two movement points. Oh, I have cover. Dude, you're in the middle of the street. Well, that one hex, or those two hexes on a Sidrip uh, skirmish table would have 20 cars, two buildings, a dumpster, and, um, you know, a couple burn barrels, and it would just be like your usual, like, Somali street or something. There's going to be something, it makes sense on that scale. At 28 millimeter, when people, like, build a table and they don't have that table absolutely packed with urban terrain, it might not make uh, the most sense. So we're going to have to come up with like an alternate um, uh, terrain and movement system. And yeah, there's going to be a lot to it. Um, I've definitely seen the comments. Uh, it would be great to have it. Um, it's just going to be a lot of work and a little bit of a rethink. We may have to kind of start on page one uh, with that, mm. especially if people want to play that. Cause let's face it. Most people who are interested are going to want to play it in miniature at 28 mil. Yeah. And that's not what the game was built for. That is not what the game was built for. It's going to have to go through a little bit of reconstructive surgery before I can put it uh, in that, uh, you know, you know, put it in that uh, in that format. Sure. The charts are all done. If anyone wants the charts, reach out to me on Discord, and I can I can give you the charts. It's just not a complete game yet. But it has promise. But the, yeah, uh, it it's. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. It's just not easy. You hear a crank out a PDF and bada bing, bada boom, you're done. So, you know, especially when you put your name on something, right? You you want it to be. Especially, yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem is a lot of people think it is. And when I say people, I'm not talking about the people who are asking about it on Facebook. I'm talking about the people who design and release games, who just whip together a PDF over a weekend and send it out. Yeah. It's got, it is riddled with bugs. And, uh, like, did you, did you even reread this before you hit publish and send? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding, man. And then on top of that, it's, uh, you know, like right after that, two months later, three months later, six months later, oh, here's the errata. Here's the frequently with the ask questions page. Here's edition two. Here's edition three. Come on, guys. Slow down and do it right the first time. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, true. True that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing project, so we'll see where it goes from there. No promises, but uh, we, we do hear you, and, um, you know, we'll work through it if we can. Um, also wanted to address that we had been contacted. Well, Marty, you have. You want to talk about God's Eye Games? 
and what the conversation was? Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I had some chats with uh, Carl Sitterson, who is the uh, author of Contact Front. Yep. And uh, he's got uh, a whole bunch of stuff in the works. So I can't – some <clears throat> of the conversation was uh, uh, private, close, yeah. yeah. You know, so I can't I can't go into great detail on all of his potential plans, but I can tell you that uh, you know he is uh, uh, you know first of all, Contact Front is a published game. It's been out for a year and a half now, I guess two years maybe. Uh huh. Year and a half, I think sounds right. Um, but uh, I don't know. Well, Contact Front's probably two years old now. When I think about it. Uh, so that that is a, an established game system, if you will. It's already out there. Uh, he has uh, continued to create uh, additional uh, uh, units for it, if you will. So you can uh, play Danish and French and all these other uh, uh, armies along with it. They've created uh, uh, the charts and files for, for all of those units. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as he continues to, to add to that. Uh, but he is also well, looking at uh, some expansions to it. Uh, particularly, there is uh, uh, a special forces uh, expansion, yep. so you can go from using your conventional guys to some special forces dudes, which is in the wheelhouse for a lot of us. Uh, as well as uh, a different scenario, so changing the setting of the the game itself. Yep. So move, moving it around. Uh, not so much in time periods, a little bit in time periods, but, uh, you know, geographical locations to involve, uh, uh, different, uh, factions, uh, and some other stuff, uh, that, uh, he, he's got kind of close hold right now. So I don't know how much, uh, he wants to share. So I'll, I'll kind of hold it off there, but, uh, he'd be another great guy to have on, on the show. And, uh, that he could say as much as he likes about it. And no, yeah, but, uh, uh, but Contact Front is a game that uh, uh, we've uh, we talked about right when it first came out. We talked about the rule set, and then you and Jim did a uh, a virtual game of it about a year ago? Question mark? Yeah, roughly. Yep. Live on stream. Yeah. You know, uh, so uh, you know, uh, we should probably do a, a a tabletop version of that sometime, and then. Uh, like I said, have uh, have Carl come on and uh, uh, talk about it. If uh, if you're interested in seeing how the game plays, not only can you uh, see the virtual playthrough that we've done, but if you go to the Contact Front uh, Facebook page, uh, he uh, has a bunch of uh, playthroughs on there. There's probably I don't know six or seven at least off the top of my head that uh, 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 he has done over the course of the past year. Uh, so you can see how the how the game is played. Uh, him and uh, oh, I'm forget his, his uh, partner Martin, who is in Denmark, I believe. Uh, you know, they kind of uh, played some live games uh, where he was uh, over the phone and they're, they're recording. So uh, Carl had it set up at the house, and he's moving all the miniatures for everyone, kind of like Jim has to do when we play uh, virtually. Uh, but uh, uh, it's a, uh, it's a pretty exciting game. I think, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not, not super crunchy, but this one's a little more in depth, you know, uh, you know, it's not, 
you know, skirmish sanguine. But uh, uh, I think it's uh, a fun game. Uh, I've uh, I've done some initial solo playthroughs, uh, and I've enjoyed it and was able to figure it out. So I think that uh, folks might enjoy something from uh, from Carl and Contact Front. Nice. Um, I you know I think we will might revisit that in the near future and play it again. Um, you know I don't know. We'll see. We're always open for another yeah. game and revisiting it and uh, see how it goes. Um, yeah, and p- particularly cool if you can have the uh, you know the the game author uh, you know give you some feedback on it and mm-hmm. tell you what their take is and what they thought was going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what we will do is we'll play the game and then um, we'll have the game author creator come on and talk about it at afterwards. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, who knows? We, we've got so much in the irons in the fire right now. You know, I want to get through Zulu and, um, right now, yeah, so, I mean, December and January. Kind of yeah. They're, they're, they're spoken yeah. for. So, you know, Rourke's drift has got to take precedent for sure. So most definitely. Right. So, yeah, very cool. Um, guys have any other thoughts or anything? I think we pretty much covered everything I had on my, uh, little list uh, today um i put out the 3d editing video um showed you an easy and quick way to edit uh some stl files so you can print it you know because when i received those files they had the rifles as its own you know file to print and some of those can be pretty fragile so trying to print those and take off the um supports and then having to separate them to glue them onto the other guys i'm like that's a pain in the arse why not just make it one mini? You know, that's the nice thing with resin. You can just print it, and it comes out nice. So I, yeah, I right. if you have to glue the, the weapon into the guy's hands, that's yeah. how you wind up with floating gun syndrome. You yeah. Know, so, you know, I did that. And so yeah. Marty now has the, the file that I, yeah. I created. And, you know, the, the kneeling guys that I'm painting up now, I did the same thing with. So, and they came out pretty good. It looks pretty good. So, um, yeah. So I'll go there. And like I said, I... Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about investing in another 3D printer, uh, a larger one like a Saturn, an Elgu Saturn, which has a like a nine inch or almost nine inch build plate on it, so I can put. Yeah. Zulu guys, I could probably on that plate, I could probably put almost twenty Zulus on one build plate. So you know. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah, you may have more than that. Right. So. That's... So you know, no ma- pack that plate up and then print those out. So we have those Zulus. And then, like I said, next Saturday, uh, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, we are going to do our Saturday Night Live show, and we'll be working on uh, the Zulu project and all that good stuff. So come join us. Uh, put it on your calendars. You know, grab your favorite libation. Grab some hobby and gaming and whatever, and go from there. And then uh, Jim and I still have to do a battle group game in, in the future. Um Sooner or later. Yeah. So. Awesome system. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll go from there. Um, like I said, anybody who's in the area would like to participate in the Rourke's Drift, the Defense of Rourke's Drift, on January 22nd of 2022, you're most welcome to reach out to us, and I'll contact you with details. Like I said, I've got a couple guest rooms in the old house, so if you're, you know, if you're not one of those crazy 
stalker types, you know, we can figure something out. Or there's hotels right down the road from my house. So um, either way, we've got you covered. Um, So, you know, we'll get that table set up and uh, play that and then do some other uh, hobbying uh, gaming that weekend as well. And, uh, yeah, so tomorrow make sure you check out Jim's uh, second part, if you will, of the modern terrain build on his quick and easy system, and it, it's a, it's genius. So, you know. Um, so if you haven't watched the first video. Yeah, i got to watch, watch it. Watch that one first so you can get, you can get caught up. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, I look forward <laughs> to seeing what you're going to do with the rest of it. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's not like a Game of Thrones episode. Watch the previous episode. You know what's going on. <laughs> it's not that complicated, guys. You go to Photoshop, you get some skins, you print them out, you paste them into a box. It's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the, the part that we're doing tomorrow is going to be the fun part. That's where we're going to actually get more into the actual hobby and you know, put on some drain pipes, uh, windowsills, awnings. That's where we're going to make it actually look like a building and not just a box with some Photoshop skin slapped to it. There you go. So, yeah, hopefully that'll be very Very cool. So, yeah, there's stuff to look forward so I, to. I had, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I had I had one other thought on on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this one might might be a little generic, but I think that it, it's also kind of low-hanging fruit, but we didn't mention it. Go ahead. The thing that you can get, get for your hobbyist is a gift card from your local game store. Right. Or oh, wait a minute. I even have a new, your, your go ahead. friendly local game store. Yep. And as well as then, you know, oftentimes that person knows what they want better than right. perhaps you do. Right. So they can go get it. Right. Or I mean, even if you're doing your wanted list for yourself, right? Um, You know, guys, we are, we fail at marketing. We really do. Because we're sitting here talking yeah. about things uh, to buy or, you know, suggest. How about our merch? That's the truth. I've already given it. <laughs> Make sure you check out our merch, right? Help support the channel. Uh, if you go to our website, www.thesitreppodcast.com, and click on the supply room tab, it'll take you to our, our store. Um, I got to go in there and update some more products and see what else is available. Um, we might go through a different supplier. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at different options because I found another supplier that has a wider variety of things so we can get our gym, you know, our Ariskany shot glasses for the Ariskany game. What is the Ariskany oh, game, already, you might ask? I've already given out, I've already given out coffee mugs and mug glasses. <laughs> those are great. Yeah. Members of my family already have those. There you go. Those are awesome. Um, well, yeah, the, the shot glass uh, would also be a nice addition. Yeah. So far, I can't speak for all the merchandise. I'm sure it's all great. But personally, I've already got a bunch of the coffee mugs and the pub glasses, and they're awesome. Yeah, they are. I, mean, I can say that honestly and personally. I'm actually using my SitRep mug right now um, for my morning go juice. And, uh, yeah, the pub glasses are nice. I, I definitely going to have to order some more. And um, I'm going to be ordering uh, 12 more mugs because we're going to start giving away a mug each month uh, to a lucky subscriber. Um, we'll have to come up with a contest on that, so... Uh, we'll be looking at that down the road here um, in the new year. Um, so, did we ever send Ben his prize? I, it's sitting in my to-do pile. Oh my god! I know. I need an assistant. Care package. I mean, come on. Yeah, man. It's sitting right there. I'm looking right at it. 
Um, this thing's just on its way. Doing nothing with it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, actually, Jim, I think I have your hat sitting next to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been waiting on, Jim. I have It's not me. It's Marty. He hasn't given me your hat, so I can send it. That's it. That's that's mine, too. Uh, damn it. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> <laughs> These are the guys that are, that are pressuring me to write a separate skirmish rule book. How about you get that in the post? I'll all right, working on that rule book when I start when I get all that. Stuff. Oh, you heard that, Marty? Uh-huh. It's an ultimatum. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Done. Bring it over Saturday. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we'll get it to him for Christmas. How about that? All right. Uh, yeah, we, and I still have some of the first edition T-shirts available. Um. I'm, you know, if you guys are interested in that, nine bucks will get you a t-shirt. So, um, we'll, we'll get that all squared away here. You know, things have started settling down with, with some of the crap that's been going on. So hopefully I can start concentrating on more of the stuff. But right now our priority is the defensive orcs drift, but we'll get this other stuff uh, squared away. So guys, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the sit rep podcast. Remember, we have one more episode in two weeks, and that'll close out season six. Uh, that'll be our holiday uh, show. Uh, of course, we'll start it off by playing um, The Night Before Christmas, the Soldier's Edition. Uh, that one always gets me, and uh, that's kind of our tradition here at the Sit Rep Podcast. And then we'll just chew the fat about the past year and what's coming in the new year and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And... I don't know, maybe we can put a guest in into that show. It'd be nice to have a guest before Christmas, um, whether it's recorded or live. We'll have to take a look at that. Um, and I'm going to hopefully try and reach out to some of our former cast members and have them at least record a Yuletide greeting. Um, so we can put that out there, too. Because, yeah, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear from um, Gaz and, um, you know, other people. So, um That'd be nice. All right, guys. um, We're going to wish you a happy Saturday. Get your paintbrushes going. Have a great time of gaming and hobbying. And we will catch you in the next episode. So for Jim and Marty, this is Bill from the Sit Rep Podcast. Take care. You have been listening to the Sit Rep Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the show. Make sure you like and subscribe to all of our channels on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Remember to join us every other weekend for a new episode of the podcast. And don't forget our other programming on Wednesdays and Sundays. Thanks for listening.